Section One of Once a Week by A. A. Milne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirsten Weber. Dedication and Chapter One: The Air, Part One. Dedication to my collaborator who buys the ink and paper laughs and in fact does all the really difficult part of the business this book is gratefully dedicated in memory of a winter's morning in switzerland chapter one the air he introduces himself in less refined circles than ours i said to myra your behaviour would be described as swank really to judge from the airs you put on you might be the child's mother he's jealous because he's not an aunt himself isn't he duxy darling i do wish you wouldn't keep dragging the baby into the conversation we can make it go quite well as a duologue as to being jealous why it's absurd true i'm not an aunt but in a very short time i shall be an uncle by marriage which sounds to me much superior that is i added if you're still equal to it myra blew me a kiss over the cradle another thing you've forgotten i went on is that i'm down for a place as a godfather Archie tells me that it isn't settled yet, but that there's a good deal of talk about it in the clubs. Who's the other going to be? Not Thomas, I suppose. That would be making the thing rather a farce. Hasn't Dahlia broken it to you? said Myra anxiously. Simpson? I asked in an awed whisper. Myra nodded. And of course Thomas, she said heavens not three of us what a jolly crowd we shall be thomas can play our best ball we might but of course there are only going to be two godfathers she said and leant over the cradle again i held up my three end fingers thomas i said pointing to the smallest me i explained pointing to the next and simpson the tall gentleman in glasses one two three. Oh, baby sighed myra what a very slow uncle by marriage you're going to have i stood and gazed at my three fingers for some time i've got it i said at last and i pulled down the middle one the rumour in the clubs was unauthorised i don't get a place after all don't say you mind pleaded myra you see dahlia thought that as you were practically one of the family already an uncle-elect by marriage and as she didn't want to choose between thomas and samuel say no more i was only afraid that she might have something against my moral character child i went on rising and addressing the unresponsive infant england has lost a godfather this day but the world has gained a oh what i don't know i want my tea myra gave the baby a last kiss and got up k 
can i trust him with you while i go and see about dahlia i'm not sure it depends how i feel i may change him with some poor baby in the village run away aunt and leave us men to ourselves we have several matters to discuss when the child and i were alone together i knelt by his cradle and surveyed his features earnestly i wanted to see what it was he had to offer myra which i could not give her this i said to myself is the face which had come between her and me for it was unfortunately true that i could no longer claim myra's undivided attention but the more i looked at him the more mysterious the whole thing became to me not a bad kid said a voice behind me i turned and saw archie yours i believe i said and i waved him to the cradle archie bent down and tickled the baby's chin making appropriate noises the while one of the things a father has to learn to do who do you think he's like he asked proudly the late mr gladstone i said after deep thought wrong hallo here's dahlia coming out i hope for your sake that the baby's all right if she finds he's caught measles or anything you'll get into trouble by a stroke of bad luck the child began to cry as soon as he saw the ladies myra rushed up to him poor little darling she said soothingly did his uncle by marriage frighten him then don't listen to her dahlia i said i haven't done anything to him we were chatting together quite amicably until he suddenly caught sight of myra and burst into tears he's got a little pain said dahlia gently taking him up and patting him i think the trouble is mental suggested archie he looks to me as if he had something on his conscience did he say anything to you about it when you were alone he didn't say much i confessed but he seemed to be keeping something back i think he wants a bit of a run really poor little lamb said dahlia there he's better now thank you she looked up at archie and me i don't believe you two love him a bit archie smiled at his wife and went over to the tea-table to pour out i sat on the grass and tried to analyze my feelings to my nephew by marriage as an acquaintance i said he is charming i know no one who is better company if i cannot speak of his more solid qualities it is only because i do not know him well enough but to say whether i love him or not is difficult i could tell you better after our first quarrel however there is one thing i must confess i am rather jealous of him you envy his life of idleness no i envy him the amount of attention he gets from myra the love she wastes on him which might be better employed on me is a heart-rending thing to witness as her betrothed i should expect to occupy the premier place in her affections but really i sometimes think that if the baby and i both fell into the sea she would jump in and save the baby first don't talk about his falling into the sea said dahlia with a shudder i can't abear it i think it will be all right said archie i was touching wood all the time what a silly godfather he nearly had whispered myra at the cradle 
it quite makes you smile doesn't it baby oh dahlia he's just like archie when he smiles oh yes he's the living image of archie said dahlia confidently i looked closely at archie and then at the baby i should always know them apart i said at last that and i pointed to the one at the tea-table is archie and this and i pointed to the one in the cradle is the baby but then i've such a wonderful memory for faces baby said myra i'm afraid you're going to know some very foolish people he meets his godfathers thomas and simpson arrived by the twelve thirty train and myra and i drove down in the wagonette to meet them myra handled the ribbons handled the ribbons we must have that again while i sat on the box seat and pointed out any traction engines and things in the road i am very good at this i suppose i said there will be some sort of ceremony at the station the station master will read an address while his little daughter presents a bouquet of flowers you don't often get two godfathers travelling by the same train look out i said as we swung round a corner there's an aunt coming what did you say i'm so sorry but i listen awfully badly when i'm driving as soon as i hit upon anything really good i'll write it down so far i have been throwing off the merest trifles when we are married myra go on i love that when we are married we shan't be able to afford horses so we'll keep a couple of bicycles and you'll be able to hear everything i say how jolly for you all right said myra quietly there was no formal ceremony on the platform but i did not seem to feel the want of it when i saw simpson stepping from the train with an enormous teddy bear under his arm hello dear old chap he said here we are you're looking at my bear i quite forgot it until i'd strapped up my bags so i had to bring it like this it squeaks he added as if that explained it listen and the piercing roar of the bear resounded through the station very fine hello thomas hello said thomas and went to look after his luggage i hope he'll like it simpson went on its legs move up and down he put them into several positions and then it squeaked again jolly isn't it ripping i agreed who's it for he looked at me in astonishment for a moment my dear old chap for the baby oh i see that's awfully nice of you he'll love it i wondered if simpson had ever seen a month-old baby what's its name i've been calling it duncan in the train but of course he will want to choose his own name for it well you must talk it over with him to-night after the ladies have gone to bed how about your luggage we mustn't keep myra waiting hello thomas said myra as we came out hello hello samuel hooray hello myra said thomas all right myra this is duncan said simpson and the shrill roar of the bear rang out once more myra her mouth firm but smiles in her eyes looked down lovingly at him 
Sometimes I think that she would like to be Simpson's mother. Perhaps when we are married we might adopt him. For baby, she said, stroking it with her whip. But he won't be allowed to take it into church with him, you know. No, Thomas, I won't have the luggage next to me. I want someone to talk to. You come. Inside the wagonette, Simpson squeaked his bear at intervals, while I tried to prepare him for his coming introduction to his godson. Having known the baby for nearly a week, and being to some extent in Myra's confidence, I felt quite the family man beside Simpson. "'You must try not to be disappointed with his looks,' I said. "'Anyway, don't let Dahlia think you are. "'And if you want to do the right thing, say that he's just like Archie. "'Archie doesn't mind this for some reason. "'Is he tall for his age?' "'Samuel, pull yourself together. "'He isn't tall at all. "'If he is anything, he is long. "'But how long, only those can say, who have seen him in his bath.' "'You do realize that he is only a month old?' "'My dear boy, of course. "'One can't expect much from him. "'I suppose he isn't even toddling about yet?' "'No, no, not actually toddling. "'Well, we can teach him later on, "'and I'm going to have a lot of fun with him. "'I shall show him my watch. "'Babies always love that.' There was a sudden laugh from the front, which changed just a little too late into a cough. The fact is, I had bet Myra a new golf ball that Simpson would show the baby his watch within two minutes of meeting him. Of course, it wasn't a certainty yet, but I thought there would be no harm in mentioning the make of ball I preferred. So I changed the conversation subtly to golf. Amidst the loud roars from the bear, we drove up to the house and were greeted by Archie. "'Hello, Thomas. How are you? Hello, Simpson. Good heavens! I know that face. Introduce me, Samuel.' "'This is Duncan. I brought him down for your boy to play with.' "'Duncan. Of course. The boy will love it. He's tired of me already. He proposes to meet his godfathers at 4 p.m. precisely.' "'so you'll have nearly three hours to think of something genial to say to him.' "'We spent the last of the three hours playing tennis, "'and at 4 p.m. precisely the introduction took place. "'By great good luck, Duncan was absent. "'Simpson would have wasted his whole two minutes in making it squeak. "'Baby,' said Dahlia, "'this is your Uncle Thomas.' "'Hello,' said Thomas.' "'gently kissing the baby's hand. "'Good old boy.' "'And then he felt for his pipe. "'Baby,' said Dahlia, "'this is your Uncle Samuel.' "'As he leant over the child, "'I whipped out my watch and murmured, "'Go. Four hours, one minute, and twenty-five seconds. "'I wished Myra had not taken my two minutes so literally, "'but I felt that the golf ball was safe.' Simpson looked at the baby as if fascinated, and the baby stared back at him. It was a new experience for both of them. "'He's just like Archie,' he said at last, remembering my advice. "'Only smaller,' he added. Four hours, two minutes, seven seconds. "'I can see you, baby,' he said. "'Goo-goo.' 
Myra came and rested her chin on my shoulder. Silently, I pointed to the finishing place on my watch, and she gave a little gurgle of excitement. There was only one minute left. "'I wonder what you're thinking about,' said Simpson to the baby. "'It is my glasses you want to play with?' "'Help,' I murmured. "'This will never do.' He just looks and looks. "'Ah, but his Uncle Samuel knows what baby wants to see.' I squeezed Myra's arm. Four hours, three minutes, ten seconds. There was just time. I wonder if it's anything in his uncle's waistcoat. No, whispered Myra to me in agony. Certainly not. He shall see it if he wants to, said Simpson soothingly, and put his hand to his waistcoat pocket. I smiled triumphantly at Myra. He had five seconds to get the watch out. Plenty of time. Father said Simpson. I left it upstairs. He chooses a name. The afternoon being wet, we gathered round the billiard-room fire and went into committee. The question before the house, said Archie, is what shall the baby be called and why? Dahlia and I have practically decided on his names but it would amuse us to hear your inferior suggestions and point out how ridiculous they are. Godfather Simpson looked across in amazement at Godfather Thomas. Really, you are taking a good deal upon yourself, Archie, he said coldly. It is entirely a matter for my colleague and myself to decide whether the ground is fit for, to decide, I should say, what the child is to be called. Unless this is quite understood, we shall hand in our resignations. We've been giving a lot of thought to it, said Thomas, opening his eyes for a moment, and our time is valuable. He arranged the cushions at his back and closed his eyes again. Well, as a matter of fact, the competition isn't quite closed, said Archie. Entries can still be received. We haven't really decided at all, put Dahlia in gently. He, it is so difficult. In that case, said Samuel, Thomas and I will continue to act. It is my pleasant duty to inform you that we had a long consultation yesterday and finally agreed to call him, er, Samuel Thomas. Thomas Samuel, said Thomas sleepily. How did you think of those names? I asked. It must have taken you a tremendous time. With a name like Samuel Thomas Mannering, went on Simpson. Thomas Samuel Mannering, murmured Thomas. Your child might achieve almost anything. In private life, you would probably call him Sam. Tom, said a tired voice. Or, more familiarly, Sammy. Tommy, came in a whisper from the sofa. What do you think of it? asked Dahlia. I mustn't say, said Archie. They're my guests, but I'll tell you privately sometime. There was silence for a little, and then a thought occurred to me. You know, Archie, I said, limited as their ideas are, you're rather in their power, because I was looking through the service in church on Sunday, and there comes a point when the clergyman says to the godfathers, name this child. Well, there you are, you know. They've got you. You may have fixed on Montmorency Plantagenet, 
but they've only to say bert and the thing is done you all forget said myra coming over to sit on the arm of my chair that there's a godmother too i shall forbid the berts well that makes it worse you'll have myra saying montmorency plantagenet and samuel saying samuel thomas and thomas saying thomas samuel it will sound rather well said archie singing it over to himself thomas you take the tenor part of course thomas samuel thomas samuel thomas samuel we must have a rehearsal for five minutes myra thomas and simpson chanted in harmony being assisted after the first minute by archie who took the alto part of solomon joel he explained that as this was what he and his wife really wanted the child christened montmorency plantagenet being only an invention of the godmothers it would probably be necessary for him to join in too stop cried dahlia when she could bear it no longer you'll wake baby there was an immediate hush samuel said archie in a whisper if you wake the baby i'll kill you the question of his name was still not quite settled and once more we gave ourselves up to thought seeing that he's the very newest little rabbit said myra i do think he might be called after some very great cricketer that was the idea in christening him samuel said archie cow codger car keek but jan mannering i suggested something like that silly i meant charles after fry schofeld after haig murmured thomas warren after bardsley would be more appropriate to a rabbit said simpson beaming round at us there was however no laughter we had all just thought of it ourselves the important thing in christening a future first-class cricketer said simpson is to get the initials right what could be better than w g as a nickname for grace but if w g's initials had been z z where would you have been here said archie the shock of this reply so upset simpson that his glasses fell off he picked them out of the fender and resumed his theme now if the baby were christened samuel thomas his initials would be s t which are perfect and the same as coleridge's is that coleridge the wicket-keeper or the fast bowler simpson opened his mouth to explain and then just in time decided not to i forgot to say said archie that anyhow he's going to be called blair after his mamma if his name's blair mannering i said at once he'll have to write a book you can't waste a name like that the crimson spot by blair mannering mr blair mannering the well-known author of the gash our new serial the stain on the bath mat has been specially written for us by mr and mrs blair mannering it's simply asking for it don't talk about his wife yet please smiled dahlia let me have him a little while well he can be a writer and a cricketer why not there are others i need only mention my friend s simpson 
"'But the darling still wants another name,' said Myra. "'Let's call him John to-day, and William to-morrow, and Henry the next day, and so on, until we find out what suits him best.' "'Let's all go upstairs now and call him Samuel,' said Samuel. "'Thomas,' said Thomas. "'We looked at Dahlia. "'She got up and moved to the door. "'In single file, we followed her on tiptoe to the nursery. "'The baby was fast asleep. "'Thomas,' we all said in a whisper. "'Thomas, Thomas.' "'There was no reply. "'Samuel.' "'Dead silence.' "'I think,' said Dahlia, "'we'll call him Peter.'" End of section 1